Did you hear that? Yeah. She said recording in progress? Yeah, she said this meeting is being recorded. Like they got real, like, okay, the robots. That's my first time. That's my first time hearing that. I mean, do you hear that when you record for the meetings? No, that's my first time too. This is official. I mean, I I literally had a a podcast episode with a guest last Monday and it didn't it didn't say that. So (laughs) it was like two two Negroes. Make sure you Uh, know. The FBI is watching us. Uh, welcome, welcome to. Um, so, so here's the thing. I just go into it. I don't do any uh, introductions anymore. But I feel like maybe I should because I just did a whole episode <laughs> with my last guest, and we didn't even say his goddamn name. When I mean, we we said his name uh, like eight times, but only his first name. So I want to make sure uh, we do, a, I guess, a little bit more of an introduction for you. Because not only are you my guy, but. Uh, uh, I got a lot of respect and uh, appreciation for you. So, Clifton uh, Dwayne, where where does the middle name come from? It is just my parents. That's just what my parents named me. No, is it, okay, not in the family, not like a, a nah, uncle. My, my dad, Clifton Antoine, is my dad. Okay. My dad is Clifton Antoine. I'm Clifton Dwayne Antoine. Got you. So but, he doesn't have middle name. I do have middle name. That's I guess that's where they gave me my individuality at. I don't okay. know. You should ask. You should definitely. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe he wanted way. that name and he was like, I'm going to give it to Disney. Like, I feel like uh, that. that's <laughs> my, what happened. My mom almost named me Bartholomew. You, I know that's a weird name now, but I don't I don't not like it anymore. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because the, of the name or. You're not a fan of the Simpsons? Like, what's the problem? My dad, my dad came through and was like, no, nah, let's name him Clifton. Like, <laughs> like Bartholomew, like, Clifton is a weird name, but Bartholomew is a weird, real weird name that's like, I'm not from the Bible. We're not living in the Bible. I don't know Jesus. I'm not a disciple. I'm not with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like, I'm not with all those characters. <laughs> Yeah, my my middle name is uh, Adam, and it was specifically so that uh, it came out of the Bible. That that was like a that was like a thing when. So my mom only had two kids. She was supposed to have a third one, but she got an abortion. That's important to share. (laughs) I don't know what I would have. You know, look at that. (laughs) So her 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 two sons. She wanted our names apparently to come out of the Bible. It doesn't make sense because my brother, my oldest brother, I have an oldest brother. He's six years. Uh, he has the same middle name as my father, which is Anthony. And so they wanted my name to have an A so I can have the same uh, initials DAP as them. And so they were like, let's get a name out of the Bible. And I don't feel like they flipped that far. <laughs> it was just oh, like it was the first. Like Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got Adam and um, I did. The, I almost did basically the same thing with my my oldest, who has the same initials DAP. His first name is Drake, and we went with Amari, which is surprisingly in the Bible um, that my brother found. He was like looking through. I wanted him to be. He's in prison, so I wanted him to be a part of the naming, and, and uh, he gave us a bunch of A names, and, and that's what we went with. What did what your brother do, bro? Oh, he killed somebody. <laughs> he took somebody oh, out for shit. sure. Oh, uh, shit. Was, <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> like, like you know, like my, I think my mom has gone through a lot of forms of grief where she's like accepted it and then like 
not and there's there's no doubt in my mind but you know that's that's another that's so much that is yeah so it's you know you know the funny thing well there's a lot of funny things about it uh but one of the most devastating almost hilarious moments is uh when they read the verdict they they read the verdict and said not guilty oops <laughs> no, they mean they, guilty they the verdict <laughs> Yeah. So, the verdict? yeah, so like, was re- I would have been like, nope, I want the first one. Like, go back to the first thing y'all you said. said. It already, y'all said it already, so <laughs> right, like, that's how the law works, right? That's how the law works. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my uh, uh <laughs> that's my uh story. Do you do you think about like kids and because because I guess there's a there's a few things to talk about. I don't necessarily use this as a platform to interview, but I definitely like learning shit about people. So you are like a fucking grown up now. You just bought a house. Do you guys talk about or think about kids? And if so, do you have names picked out? Shit like that? Absolutely. Okay. You you asked me if I had anything to say. You know what I would say like publicly on your podcast? I haven't said, I mean, I said it on stage a few times, but I've never said that like I am engaged to Olivia Coffin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have, like, we're not engaged on Facebook because she deleted her Facebook for a while just because she's like, fuck Facebook. Like, we're just a very untraditional, like, couple. Mm-hmm. We've been together since college. We've been together for a very long time. Like, wow, this, okay. It'll be 10 years this June. Wow. Been, like, together. Like, we have been life partners. We are, we, we end this shit together. And, like, have you, have you guys been together the entire time? Because me and my wife broke up several <laughs> several fucking no, times we've been together the entire time i've known her for 11 years so there was a year of us just like fucking around you know what i mean uh-huh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was that year in college where it's like uh we 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 talk and then after that year like we, we started like dating for for real like facebook official and like like claiming each other as like that's my boyfriend that's my girlfriend type shit and we, we've been doing that for like 10 years this June. Last year, we got engaged during the quarantine. And that's <laughs> one of the things, because in the quarantine, we were just talking about the future. We were talking yeah. about what we wanted to do, like how we wanted to grow together. Like, you know, talk about kids, talking about buying a house. Like we buying a house is a process. You can't just decide that you want to buy a house. Like it takes a year of preparation. We tried to do it like two years ago and they're like, nah, y'all can't, y'all don't got enough money to buy a house yet. Like you gotta prepare for it. So like mm-hmm. we've been preparing to buy a house. And one day we were just talking during like the quarantine. Olivia was like, you serious about this? Are you really serious about this? And what she didn't know, I had a ring. What? I had a ring already. What? I just was like, I felt <laughs> like I was ready to make the commitment. I just didn't think the ring was good enough. Oh, okay. I understand that completely. I I just went and got the ring and did it. I was like, yes, this is how serious I am. Like, I have bought a ring. I've taken the first step. (laughs) I feel like that's like, that's eight steps in. I know a lot of people feel like that's the first step, but like, especially what you were just saying. So that's very similar in a way with, with me and my wife, Monica, who, um, when I met her, Bush was in office, okay. Like George George Bush Jr. or whatever. He he like we've been through fucking three presidents or four presidents now, and um, 
the ring specifically for our story was her grandmother was trying to give me, I guess, her ring for like a couple of years. And I was like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to buy my own shit. And um, I went back to Detroit. Um, one of the one of the last... Uh, I, I'm getting like a little beeping thing. And I don't know if you are hearing it. So I'm going to... I hear a beep. You, you heard the beep? No, I don't. Okay. So it might just be one of those like... Oh, anyway. And so I... Um, um, so I, I, I go back to Detroit. And this is probably right before right before the year I, I, I proposed and I was just with my people and they were kind of like talking since into my ear. It was like, clearly her grandma wants you to, you know, use the ring. I mean, if she's offering the ring, you should use the ring. Uh, basically in some compat, you know, some capacity and, you know, her parents and her family had known me and welcomed me and all that shit. And, I still was like, I want to do my own thing. So what I ended up doing is I took the ring to Jared and they like recustomed it where they, they kept her grandmother's diamonds that were in the ring and like transferred it to a new ring. And um, it was it was my way of making it mine, but also keeping it, uh, I guess, traditionally, you know, within her family. And it was really my people telling me like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you might as well, like, do you like, do you love this woman? Do you want to spend your blah, 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 blah. What was it for you that got you to the point to, to walk into the store and buy it? Was there anything that happened prior? Did you have conversations with family? Like, it's just life. Like one of the biggest things to me is like, like we're very non-traditional when it comes to the idea of marriage. Like we both have, we feel some type of way about marriage. Like, when it comes to like uh, her family is like there was like divorce and shit mm. and it's like with my family like there was like infidelity at times and it's just like our idea of like marriage what marriage was we're like a partnership is stronger than marriage like marriage is kind of just like a legal piece of paper so that's what held me back for a very long time mm-hmm. and with my parents what they're what pushes them to tell me to like marry Olivia more than anything is the like the religious aspect of it. Like I know they don't like going to church and being like my son up there and I was shacking up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they ain't married. Oh, he married yet? No, he ain't married. They just okay. shacking up. Yeah. But no, uh, I-, I love my parents. They don't really think that like they, they, <laughs> they <laughs> and they're my back parents. in their friends do you know what i mean like it's like i feel like it's like an embarrassing thing to them like when they go to church and like when people ask about me and they're like oh he he 30 he not married yet like what's what's going on but that's how that's how i didn't want that to push me to like get married because really honestly i should have proposed when we graduated why because that's what that if we were doing the traditional way okay right right I should have proposed then. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if we graduated together, both of our families was hanging out that that weekend. Like we was all together. Like it was like it was really the joining of families at mm-hmm. that point. Like we graduated college and everybody was together. We all had having fun. My little brother playing catchphrase with Olivia's mom and stuff. Like it was just like a, a, the melting pot. You right. know that was like the family vibe. And like it, it's like this is what we've done together. We've brought these two families together to care about each other. And like that would have been the perfect moment to do it, but I didn't. 
You know? <laughs> like fuck those perfect moments, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I got you a couple years down. The- so, uh can I ask like how did you do it? Was it was there a presentation or no. I, I told you like we were talking about life. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then she was like, "Are you serious about this?" And I was like, "Well, what would you do if I had a ring right now?" And she was like, "You got a ring." Like <laughs> Then I went upstairs, I would have got the rig, and I was like, how traditional do you want this? And I got on my knee and I asked. Oh, that's beautiful. That's, I mean, I see, I don't know when, when fairy tale, like when reality surpassed fairy tale, because I feel like when we're little, we watch a bunch of these shows and movies and we get in our head how things should be. And, and then we start to have this certain expectation for it. And then for me, you you live life a little bit. You you move around. You meet people, and you're like, life ain't like that. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and, and the best part is when you can have something that is that is yours. That it's like this is one of my 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 favorite part of our relationship is when it's just me and her. Like we're we're just together. Like I, we love our kids, but they be fucking shit up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and <laughs> and they, they you know you have to give them time and. When when me and my wife can be us and silly and goofy and, and, and intimate and all those things, uh, those are when we shine the best. So it's great when you can have things that are untraditional, but necess- but kind of like traditional for the spouse that you're with. So congratulations. That's uh that's dope. Thank you. I appreciate it. When when's the wedding? 20, 2040? Like you got when, when exactly. gonna go? <laughs> just picked a date because we was waiting until we like finished all the house shit because we didn't know how much money we was gonna have to spend. So we are going. We just picked a date of June twenty fifth of twenty twenty two. Next year? Hell yeah! Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't... <laughs> sorry. I'm... You already be now, day. I... <laughs> I apologize. I'm so fucking excited to talk to you. That's what it is. <laughs> so yeah, that that's it. That, that's crazy. Like. But it, it took a while to get there. And I would say it's because, like, I very much so wanted to help myself personally, like, get my mental state in order and feel like I'm bringing more to the table. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's just mentally what I, I had to get my, my head in, in mm-hmm. the right place to be like, am I good enough to marry? Mm-hmm. You know? I, I understand that the year I proposed ended up being <laughs> the year that we left Arizona. Um, you know, when you get together, when you start dating, you have an anniversary date. And, uh, I met my wife again, years ago, 20 into 20, 2007. And I asked her to like move in with me like less than three months later. And we, we were, we were dating, um, you know, like basically after, after a few weeks, and so that had always been our anniversary date. And so that was the date that I used to propose. And then after I proposed, we basically packed up everything and, and left and moved back to fucking Iowa. And I became like unemployed and like worthless. So, so like, I understand what you're saying. Cause I don't think I could have proposed not having a job. Like I, I had to be in some type of stable place to at least be like, this is what I'm bringing to the table. So I get that. That's a man thing. So. Yeah. Right. And for me, it was my mental health, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I struggled so much with my mental health. I'm like, am I bringing you a stable, like, 
partner that can like be a rock because as a man you're supposed to be that rock you know mm-hmm. you're supposed to be that foundation and i'm like mentally i'm not here i'm not here <laughs> <laughs> like after college was like a big like it, it was like college was like the wave it's like this is what i'm supposed to do i did this huge accomplishment but then after college Shit was like, damn, it's not what I thought it was going to be. I used to tell people my senior year, my super senior year, I took five years to graduate college. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was, I was going to say, what's the super five? Okay. <laughs> when you stay an extra year because you switch your major too many times. Oh, okay. Good, good, good to know. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, watch, I guarantee y'all I'm going to be famous within two years after I graduate. <laughs> <laughs> and that was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I I think uh I think the the worst drug that I've encountered through the last 10 years um has been kind of the seek for 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 stardom and fame. I think that has been um I mean I don't I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot of co-kids and like a lot of meth heads and shit like that, but fame especially when it comes to entertainment and like the seek of approval and acknowledgement and, and spotlight, all that shit that, that, that hinders. And, and that, that's been the biggest, the biggest thing that I've seen. Um, uh, and, and, and I even, I mean, I would be like lying if I didn't say in those last 10 years, there was part of me that's like, man, I want to blow up. I want this to take me to that and, and so on and so forth. Um, I got a I got on Bravo TV once, and like all my scenes got cut. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like I thought like this is gonna be a little break for me. Nope, I had like three speaking lines when the when the episode aired. So uh, I understand. Um, but but so double edged sword though. Like fame is like just such a like it's a weird thing. It's and and everybody wants to be famous now in the day and age of the internet and something going viral. Everybody wants something to go viral. Like, but it's like, for me, I could, I, I can't get caught up in that because it takes away from the enjoyment of me just like creating the stuff, mm-hmm. like making the stuff. Like I like to do a lot of things and I, I like that freedom of just like, this is weird. I don't have to do anything with it. <laughs> I got okay. made something weird. I have it. I have it forever now. That's why the, I know I like to create because of death. Death mm-hmm. makes me create things because if I create something, it'll live forever. Even if I die, it lives in the like the universe. It lives in the zeitgeist forever. Like I think hundred years from now, maybe a historian will find my laptop. And then cut it on and be like, what is this garage band? Play some shit and be like, God damn, this nigga got bars. <laughs> I, I, I totally understand that. Like that that's why the my my album was so um special and important to me. It it had everything to do with wanting to put something out and let it live forever. And and if nothing else, say that I had this art that I was able to, you know, contribute. And it's been over a year now. And I listened to it the other day from start to, to finish. And I just, I loved it. I probably loved it more, honestly, listening to it this this last couple of days. I think I, I listened to it right before the show uh, last week. I think it was my favorite. It was my favorite listen to or listen through. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I hadn't heard it in, in a couple of months 
but uh i was very very uh, proud of myself yeah. yeah hey i admire you for that day like i look up to you like i i stop it yes God, man stop like, it, thank sir. you for letting me be a part of that night it was such a great night you know thank you uh, f- thanks for doing it i mean here's the thing like living in arizona um i was so i was so happy with how things were going um i talked to you about you know proposing and then basically moving um my wife and my we only had one kid at the time they and my mom they all left arizona at the beginning of the summer and i stayed because uh i had i i got uh hired for my first movie it was an independent movie that never got fucking released. I still got paid, so I, I ain't too mad about it. Oh, bro, um, I know I know how you feel. You was talking about getting cut out of stuff. <laughs> I was I was man in the crowd <laughs> in uh play by play, which was shot in Iowa. It was on a streaming service and everything. I auditioned for it, they booked me on it. I went I shot for my day i was there i met a bunch of other actors yeah, yeah. had a good ass time Shit. i got paid i don't know if i'm in that because i look on imdb like the show is on imdb and man in the crowd it's a different person like it's a different <laughs> <laughs> that scene i must have got there and whatever i did they did not like it, <laughs> it <was like> three <laughs> lines. <laughs> yeah uh, so you yeah. know, twenty sixteen was 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 a good year for me comedy wise, and I, I was building a lot of steam, and then I literally like shut it all off and moved here. And uh, to say it hasn't been easy is an understatement. But slowly but surely, um, getting out of the first couple of years of moving back here, things have gotten better, and it's only gotten better because of the people that I've been able to connect with. So you're an example of that because um, it's almost like being lost and like you know finding you know okay, this is stupid but I, i'm in about uh so i don't play the game a lot you know i got a ps4 so i play i play the game i get a new game i play it and i care about the game nothing else and lately i've been into walking dead um I, I i used to like the series i stopped watching it i start watching it again and i got hooked and they have this they, they have this this video game this uh telltale where it's like a I forgot what it's called. Quick action where you have to like make a decision and you have to, you know, like whatever your character, what you wanted to say, you have options. And I got so into the, the, the mentality of like survival where like I would go out to Walmart and be like, if a zombie apocalypse happens right now, here's what I would do. And so when I would do comedy out here, finding like-minded individuals was like, the greatest source resource and I, and I felt like i was like this nigga gets it you know what I'm because I, I i mean there's a lot of people out here comics or people who call themselves comics and they're not you don't have to be on the same level as far as wanting the same things but you have to have the same mentality when it comes to ethics and like professionalism and during the zombie apocalypse i get you i get yeah. you like we we the fact that you think about the zombie apocalypse <laughs> because <laughs> I love Walking Dead and I play I play The Last of Us I, and, and I, yes. I play it so I, I, the, the first one it was great it was great the second one I haven't beat it yet I, I just don't I don't like the storyline you know I, I love the second one I mean I understand where you're coming from and I, I definitely love no, understand your love for the first one uh, the, yeah. the Last of Us is probably my favorite well, I, again, I like one and two. It's probably my favorite game of all 
of all time. Yeah, it's. I think it's the best game, like ever. Like the best game, like when it comes to everything, like gameplay, mm-hmm. like the the strategy it takes to beat the game, and the storyline is fucking a plus writing mm-hmm. they build characters up only to kill them so <laughs> just, i cried i cried playing that game yeah maybe it was also because like i i played the first one all the way through when i first tore my achilles oh. two years back so like i couldn't walk for three months video games it is <laughs> I, I i understand i was like I don't, I don't know if I've admitted this. I was terrified during some scene. Like those types of games really bring out my anxiety. Like it's like, like, like I, I can, I can do a scene where I know where the monsters are, and like I would play it and die. And then the second time, I was still have the same anxiety. And like it, it really did it for me. Oh yeah, I get you. There'll be times where I'll just be hiding for like <laughs> twelve minutes in the game. I'm like, all right, am I gonna go out? Am I gonna go out? Uh, no, 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 no. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. <laughs> I wanted to like stream myself playing the game, but I was like, nah. People would dog me by how scary I am. <laughs> yeah, I would try to be too cool, and I would have, I would have been lying. Like I would have had to beat the game three times and then be like, yeah, this ain't yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? I've watched some walkthroughs. I know where everything <laughs> is. Like, yeah, and it's flamethrower right here. I can burn them all up. <laughs> do you uh do you do you have a favorite game? Because you, you like games. Like, do you have a favorite game that you, yeah, you I love have a PS4 playing? Or? We, should, we should play game PS4 sometime. Like mm-hmm. we need to turn each other on PlayStation Network. Uh I'm a 2K guy. I I I'm a 2K nerd. Like I play it too much. Like I could like I played 2K13 until 2K16 came out. NBA 2K16. So I played it for 3 years. I played NBA 2K13 just trying to like retire my my player. Oh my <laughs> I wanted to play like 17 seasons and like go to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's like, commitment. Like, yeah, because I just wanted to see like what happens. Like they, the game creators created something that happens when you play it this much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I understand that because um, I never really cared much for the trophies that, that you receive with, 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 with accomplishments through games. And I was playing Resident Evil 3 because, or the remake of Resident Evil 3. Uh, Resident Evil had always been one of my favorite games just growing up. And there was something about trying to get every single trophy (laughs) that there is. And the only way you get them is if you play the game and beat the game multiple times with different, you know, whatever. And yeah, I I, I did it all. This time, and you can only stand. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did it all, and and I got my trophy now. there was part of me like I, I wasted like a bunch of days. Like there was there was a bunch of days I was supposed to be watching my babies and doing this, that, and the other. Yeah, we'll go to the park. None of that shit happened. But I got my trophies. <laughs> so I feel like it's like a self accomplishment type of thing. Yeah, it's worth it. It's like a little thing that is just like you should be able to grind like that. You should be able to take that time, that self care time mm-hmm, to grind. Mm-hmm. 
on something that you want to do. Like to just completely focus and zero in on something. That's how I am now. I don't play my player as much. I play my team, which is basically <laughs> like it's just trading cards with basketball players. And then you just get to put together your favorite team. Mm, okay. You'd be like, I'm Allen Iverson, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Anthony <laughs> Davis, and Shaquille O'Neal. Like, <laughs> just this is my team, and I'm gonna run with this team and try to beat people. And it's it's just great. And the more you play, the more cards you get, the better cards you get because mm-hmm. it's like different levels of cards and shit. <laughs> and just yeah, it, yeah, you can get real deep in the weeds, and you just like Olivia even gets into it sometimes because they have an auction where she's just like, "How many my team coins you have? Let me try to win some stuff in the auction." You could buy shoes, like oh my goodness, it's That's crazy. Yeah. Who, who's uh, so for you? Because uh, you're a little uh, younger. Who's your goat? Who's your greatest of all time basketball player? I like. It blows my mind that we can't say LeBron James. That people think I'm crazy because I say LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Because he genuinely is. Like, we're watching it in real time. Mm -hmm. What what statistic just came out today? Like, LeBron James is the only player to go 17 seasons averaging 25. 25. Yeah, Yeah. 25 points. Yeah. What? That's that's incredible. And, like, everybody dropped off at, like, year 13. Yeah. Michael (laughs) Jordan is 12. Yeah, like... Like this man is y'all calling him washed up. He's like second in scoring, fourth in like rebounding, second in assists. Like he's top five in every category. And he literally just won a championship last season. Like, yeah, that's like saying Tom Brady is washed up when he just won a Super Bowl. It's it's like they're like we need we. One of these years, we're going to be right. So let's just keep saying it until it happens. And these guys have been proving them wrong. So yeah, His whole career, since he was 19 years old, he's been proving everybody wrong. He's never, I would say he's maybe had two bad games. And if that makes him not the GOAT because he had like two bad games, like, come on. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you excited for Space Jam 2? I am. I am excited for Space Jam too. I think I like what they did with it from the trailer. Yeah, like they made a completely new movie. Mm-hmm. Like just the Looney Tunes going to be playing basketball again, but it's a completely different storyline. It's not the same thing happening. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, and, and well, well, two things. I just let my so I got I got two boys and a girl, and I just I got an eight year old and a three year old. We just put on Space Jams uh, the other night, the, the original. So they can watch it. And they enjoyed it for the most part. But I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't a good movie. Like, watching it again, um, it, it felt like a long-ass music video. Like, you know in movies, they play a little bit of the song. These motherfuckers played the all three minutes. <laughs> of oh, I can't believe, believe I can fly. <laughs> yeah, can't believe I can fly. Um, Damn, like, I've been in slow motion for so long. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is happening? So... Uh, I'm very, I'm very excited about it, but, but to to your point, I think that's what we should be doing with movies. I think instead of trying to redo or remake, let's just make something that is similar so we can, you know, tag off of it. But let's try to just do our own thing for for the next generation. So that that's my bucket list day. I just want to make one movie. Like I want to like just create it by. It doesn't even have to be like. If I just have an idea and somebody buys that idea and they're like, we will let you 
get this. I don't have to act in it or anything. Like, I just want to make a movie. You will. Like, you uh, will. I like, can see it. The Hollywood budget, though. Like, the, the Hollywood budget. Like, the biggest budget. Like, give me, like, I want the studios to come to me and be like, Clifton, we're going to give you, how does 60 million sound to make this movie? <laughs> like, 60 million? Oh, we about to make some magic, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you uh, do you look at your life more like a TV show, a movie, or a book? Definitely a movie. movie. Okay, okay, that's interesting. You said definitely. Yeah. Uh, what kind of movie would it be? Do you have a title for it? <laughs> a weird. It would be like a weird artsy indie movie called the perils or clinton douglas and the perils of a bad haircut <laughs> i like it i fucking love it i love it that's, that's, that's goddamn gangster sir uh i love that answer um, that would be like it would show my life mm-hmm. oh okay what uh what what would be some highlights? Because uh, you say you're thirty, you'll be thirty one this year. No, I turned thirty this year. When did when was your, when did I when did we when did we miss your birth? When was your birthday? No, my birthday's in July, July twelfth. Okay. I turned. Okay, got gotcha. <laughs> Okay, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm, I'm I've seen you every month. 30. Got yeah. you. Um. Oh, so wait, time out. You you're going to be the big three O. Yeah, I'm hitting dirty thirty this year. Your life's about to be so much better. In my mind, and, and I, I am not bullshitting, but this is just my story. My six years of my 30s beat all 10 years of my 20s. Like, undisputed, like, like Mayweather. Like, it's it's insane of how much I've enjoyed the last six years over the last uh, 10 before. Um, are you are you sad? No, no, I already see it. I'm, I'm ready to leave my 20s in the past. I hope I can leave my student loans there. Like, can I not <laughs> Maybe Biden gonna help us out with that. Like, <laughs> also Biden, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, Biden, if you yeah, listen to this, <laughs> please, that'd be dope. <laughs> All right, so yeah. we should probably talk some comedy uh, before the episode is over. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been fun. You know, I kind of want to talk more basketball to be honest with you. I want to know how you feel about Harden and uh, Westbrook uh, specifically, and who who you think. Is going to go to the final. Like, do you have any predictions? I think it's going to be the Nets. I think the Nets are coming out of the East for sure. Like, they haven't played that much together. They don't have that much chemistry, but they're just all really good. Mm-hmm. Everybody on that team is just really good. Like, even the role players, like Joe Harris, is just mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. You can't guard the entire team, you know, and they just all know how to play basketball the right way. Uh, so I think the Nets are going to come out of the East, and I can't count against LeBron. Like I can never, I can never go against LeBron. But like there, I do see a team beating LeBron and the Lakers. And I think the Suns or the Jazz might surprise us. Really, I um with with living in Arizona, the Suns. So I, I like most people. I want to see Nets and the Lakers. That's that's. That's my ideal finals, and I like the Lakers to win it all, only because LeBron. Like LeBron could be on the Hornets, and I would want the Hornets to win. Exactly. I just want LeBron to keep getting championships, so people would like 
if he could get one more championship than Jordan, then maybe people would shut the fuck up and just be like, no, he's the best of all time. Like, what <laughs> like, like, you can't say anything. It's like he is better than in all the categories and he has more rings. He's mm-hmm. better than Jordan. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's just uh, so, yeah, I would I would I'll be rooting for Phoenix. Um, the only issue that I have with the Nets, like the Nets have to get to the finals. If they do anything less than that, I consider it a failure for them for this year. I just don't. There's no, there's not one team in the East that I have faith in other than the Heat, believe it or not. Heat is the only team that has proven to me that they will contend. Uh-uh, no. Tyler Hero's confidence is glass. Tyler <laughs> like, Hero only has that confidence because of Jimmy Butler, because he know his boy Jimmy Butler got his back. <laughs> if Jimmy Butler didn't have his back, Tyler Hero would not have this confidence. I don't care what nobody says, like, he he could be iffy. Like I believe in Jimmy Butler now. Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler is leading that team. Yeah. But I don't know if he could just keep doing it. I don't know if he I, I don't know if he the people around him will be able to keep performing. I guess there's Andre Iguodala and Bam Adebayo. Bam, yeah. Like there, there's some good solid players that's like I don't think they're scared of anybody, but Duncan Robinson, Goran Dragic like Tyler Hero, even Kendrick Nunn, like mm-hmm. all of those young guys, <laughs> they're scared of LeBron. They're scared of him. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I feel like they're the team to beat in in the East. So I love the first matchup with them, the Bucks. I think the Bucks have got to beat them. Um, the Bucks That's have so got to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um. If they don't, I don't ever want to hear Bucks again. Like I don't ever want to hear Nada. But I, I feel like whoever wins between the Bucks and the Heat has the greater chance of going to the finals. And I know the Nets should, but again, I get I get tired of uh I get tired of the the teams that should do things that don't. And every year, like the Clippers, I have I have very little confidence in them, and they should. It they should be the over, not the overwhelming favorites, but they should be the team to be in the West, and I don't, I don't feel like they are. So I just yeah. thought it would act sense. Yeah, they got the most firepower, but you still, you're just like they're the Clippers. I don't believe in them. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in them. <laughs> Sad. Um, yeah, real quick, what, what Harden? Are you are you a Harden fan? Are are you? Is that one of the reasons why you're going with the Nets and Westbrook? Have you? Are you a fan of him? Because I feel like he is. You you love this player, or you don't? Listen, I love James Harden. I love Russell Westbrook. I love Chris Paul. I love all the people who gave time. Oh, fuck, you guys had Chris Paul. I forgot about that. I love all the people who gave their time to the Rockets. (laughs) All of them were great players. I think James Harden was a great player. And I see why he left, because the Rockets organization, like, we've been needed to do this. We should have blew up the team last year. Like, the Rockets have been a mediocre team. Or not mediocre. We have made the playoffs. We've done decent in the playoffs for like the last 20 years you know but mm-hmm. we've just never won mm-hmm. the entire 2000s we've done decent like we've made play at the playoffs most mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. we got kicked out in the first round second round that year that we had chris paul we made it to the west conference finals and i think if chris paul wouldn't have hurt his hamstring like the rockets would have won the finals that year we'd have beat <sighs> that's hard to that believe game. And I think we would have beat LeBron. Uh, we were the better team. We were the better team than the Cavaliers that year. All right. I again, I'm I'm with you on that. It's just the following year when they had Paul and they ran it back. 
and they were unsuccessful, that's when I'm like, maybe they wouldn't have won. But but I will say this: Chris Paul should be in the conversation of MVP. Like, do you, I mean, do you feel like like who would be your MVP? Like, if you had a vote, who would you vote for? Because I feel like Chris Paul. I guess I want to see him get it, but I would probably vote for Steph. But I yeah. feel like is it Joker? I feel like Joker's probably going to get it. I like I would vote for Steph because I have been a Steph Curry critic in debates in the past. I've been mm-hmm, hard, mm-hmm. I've been hard on Steph Curry because I feel like people just gave it to him. Like you know what I mean? Like nobody was hard on Steph Curry. You know, like he just like got good. Like it took him some years to get good. And he finally got good, and everybody was like, "Oh, he's the best player of all time." I'm like, "Wait a minute, what? What about all these years he wasn't good uh-huh. though? Like, what about all of those years? Consistency is what I would want to see, and I think he was very consistently good this year. I think it, he the pressure was on him this year mm-hmm. to get the Warriors to the final or the Warriors to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He did that. He showed that he was like, "I can carry a team to." the playoffs mm-hmm. and I because a lot of people I didn't believe that he could you know I thought I was like Steph Curry got a lot of help I know the Warriors as an organization they built that help up throughout the draft but he got a lot of help when mm-hmm. he was winning those championships you can't say like the Warriors were a good team Steph's really good but the Warriors were also a really good team mm-hmm. right and this year they're not yeah <laughs> they're not I a mean- good team I, I 100% agree with you. I I always have the argument of... So so one of my favorite LeBron accomplishments, like my top five, Le, one of my f- top five LeBron accomplishments is getting that terrible Cleveland team to the finals. Like that was, to yeah. me, miraculous. And I think if you replace LeBron with anybody else in the league, they don't do half the things that he's done. And with Steph and... No. The Warriors, specifically those last couple of years with, you know, adding KD, Steph seemed to be a number two guy and he should have, he should be a number one guy. And so when everybody left and Clay got injured, it's like, can he be a number one guy? Can he carry a team? And he, he, he did. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, he stepped up to the plate and he carried the team to the playoffs. And I, I respect Steph Curry for that. Because I really thought when he had KD and Clay, I was like, it's too easy for you to get a shot. Like, they nobody can double team anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. too easy for you right now. You're coasting. You're coasting yeah. because you have Kevin Durant also mm-hmm. on your team. Or you have Clay Thompson on your team, you know? <laughs> That's not fair. That's not – like, you just have these they, – they can shoot from anywhere. <laughs> Three of the best shooters probably of all time <laughs> just on the same team. Like, that was a crazy team. I can't believe the NBA let that happen and we didn't get the Chris Paul Kobe team. Yeah. Like, bullshit. Yeah. But I know all right. why. All right, let's let's squeeze in some comedy. Uh right. let's do let's do the roast. Let's let's uh well let's let's do three things and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll get out of here. You can get back to the fiance and the new house. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I'm drinking hard kombucha. We we get the keys tomorrow. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Well, y'all, y'all, make sure y'all bone and uh and and want two rooms tonight. Like, <laughs> give us a dog. We fucking in this house. <laughs>
Um, so let's start with the roast. We had, we had a comedy roast uh, la- or this past Saturday, which uh, was for me the funniest show that we've done. Um, I mean, I'm sure, like stati- you know, statistically speaking, we've had really funny, great shows. But I just absolutely loved this roast. It was so funny to me, and uh, I I love what we did. Um, yeah. You hosted it, and. You literally made this big spill about I don't rose, I'm not good at it, and you fucking started the show so great. And I don't know if that's your thing, like you just like downplay it so that you can murder. <laughs> but like that's been a that's been an ongoing thing with you, Cliff. Lately, you like but you're just killing it. it this is what it is. I don't believe in myself, but I work really hard. <laughs> <laughs> that combination's working, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't believe in myself, I like have like panic attacks. Like mm. I need to write, I need to write, I need to write, and then it's like I write stuff, and then I'm like, "Oh, this shit is terrible. <laughs> Everything I wrote is terrible." But I know what I wrote, and I'm like, I can't go back from now. Like I just like I wrote it. I, I didn't write anything else. This is what I wrote, so I just gotta say what I wrote. And yeah. like no, like no. First of all, you should definitely believe in yourself because uh, I believe in you, and everybody else do. And thank you. You, uh, like you've you've earned it. We we kind of talk about this a little bit. Like maybe you feeling like uh like a like a pickup guy. Like we were at a court, we just picked you up. No, you earned your spot on the roster. You are a starting five. Like you are the guy. Um, but you you went up without like no paper. Like again, if if we're talking mechanics, like st- like I'm, I'm watching you, and you you're going, you know comic to comic with the whole joke in the bit in the spiel and it seemed like you you've done it before um have you done a roast before and like what was your favorite part of of the roast from from saturday from from your perspective shit my favorite part of the roast was the website of course the fact that that bernardbell.com everybody listening go to bernardbell.com exists that that was hilarious. But yeah, what I love so much was how comfortable we were with each other. Like that's I think that's what's coming out in our shows more than anything. It's like, oh, they're all just comfortable with each other and they just enjoy each other's company as comedians, first of all. Like like a lot of times like you you talk to other comics or you see them go up and they're like, Oh, I'm trying to bury somebody or I'm trying to like <laughs> I'm better than somebody. like you know what I mean? Like yes. there's all of that stuff going on and it's like that doesn't fucking matter. Like, let, how about everybody just go up, have fun, mm-hmm. and then that's the night. Like, <laughs> and that comfortability, I think it comes out in the shows. But when it comes to like, have I done it before? I think it's just because I've done so much improv on mm-hmm. top of stand up. So it's like giving myself an outline or writing for me is really just giving myself an outline. And yeah. I just memorized that outline and I'm just like, I'm just going to do this mm-hmm. and whatever comes out, comes out. Cause I said some of my jokes wrong. Like I, I skipped like a joke or two here, but it's like, just whatever comes out is what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I think 2019, 2019, every set that I did, I was like, I'm not going to write. I'm just going to just go try and go do my material for 2019. I don't think I had 
that many sets. I maybe probably had like when I think about how many sets I had in 2019, open mics, shows, and everything. I probably maybe had 15 sets, mm-hmm. but all 15 of those sets, I didn't write anything. I'm just like, no matter if it was showcase or anything, I'm like, I'm just gonna go and do my act. Like I know my act, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 2020, I was like, Let me, I'm gonna start writing again. <laughs> <laughs> But that year of me not writing, it got me very comfortable on stage on top of Mm. that's one thing that people have always said about me is that I'm comfortable on stage. And that is because I genuinely am like getting on stage is when I feel like I could actually be myself. Yes. Like in in normal life, I'm a very quiet person. I Mm -hmm. I really am. And like most people who meet me are like, I I can't eat. My dad doesn't believe that I do comedy. He's like, man, (laughs) you you just so quiet. I never (laughs) thought you would have done comedy. Like my dad doesn't believe in me. Like (laughs) I don't believe. I'm trying to see a trend going on in in the Anton family. (laughs) The key to the key to success, son, is not believing. You will not believe in yourself. <laughs> you will work and work. What's uh what's been uh your favorite uh show or one of your favorite shows as a comedian and what do you like most about telling jokes? Like favorite shows in the sense of like shows that I've watched. Uh, well no shows that shows like that you've you've been a part of that you've done. Okay. Okay. Um uh, I mean, of course, I love the comedy kickback as like an absolute tool for us to build this, like, this avenue. Like, we're building a like a highway, mm-hmm. like black comedians to come through Iowa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're doing with the comedy kickback, and I love it. And like, to where. Even the fact that we brought Chicago, like the fact that we brought so many comedians that are like on our level, like they're our peers Mm -hmm. in comedy, they're peers in comedy, and we're giving them the opportunity to be like, hey, I know it's weird, but you can come through, we got a room in Iowa for you, Mm -hmm. you know? I love that we get to do that, and it makes me feel like the comedy is, it's bigger than just the comedy at that point mm, like it's, yeah i hope that it's something to where like more more and more black comics come through just because we're building this thing and i hope at some point we get some type of big name to just be on the comedy kickback and it's like oh it's a thing now now mm-hmm. now people even the fact that people are asking us to be on it now is cool to me i agree i agree with you yeah i, I love that we have this and another show that i really enjoyed just coming from like an improv standpoint like i love the chow down shows that I was doing like when it was at the social club like I've been doing I feel like I've been doing comedy in Des Moines so long when I think about it now like mm-hmm. I, I've really and it's this it's a cool thing because a lot of people say like why don't you move to LA like why didn't you go like to New York and like I wanted to like when I first graduated and like I did it and I stayed here and what it made me realize is like I was not ready to go to LA. I was not ready to go to New York and being in Des Moines, like I've done every single thing that I've, that I wanted to do in my life. You know, mm-hmm. I've acted in stuff. I've done a lot of stand-up. I've done a lot of improv. I've written stuff. I've directed stuff. Like I'm like everything that I want to do, like I've done it right here and I've gotten the experience. Now, I've, I've gotten all these resume building things, but Chowdown 
was is one of those things where it's like Chowdown was like bigger than me. It was a thing where it's like I used to go to Chowdown shows and oh, watch okay. them do up, and then I was eventually invited to do Chowdown and and be a member of Chowdown, and that was that was really cool for me. Even though like it, it's just like long form improv is very weird, but I've had some of the most fun nights being weird. You know, I, I, I'm a weird guy. I do weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, I love that it's like none of us know what's going to happen. We're all just like, hey, I got your back. We're going to be weird together. We're just going to get weird tonight. We're going to mm-hmm. basically go off with the audience suggests. Let's make some shit up. I, I, I love it. But I, I love that. And then also, I got a chance to be in the last dog and pony show here and it was a sketch comedy show. Okay. The live sketch comedy show that Justin Norman, uh, Kim Scarf, uh, Ryan Solomon, like Jessica Elwell, like just people for me that I'm like comedians, like Ryan Solomon did stand up too. He was like Ryan Solomon, uh, Simon, I forget Simon's last name, Mike Kitzman, and Sid Walker. That was the first comedy show that I saw in Des Moines. Really? That was the first show that I saw just when I was like trying to peep comedy in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that I'm like, me and Sid are close. Like I've, I've done shows with everybody that like it was just people that I looked up to so much just seeing how they were like moving in Des Moines like and I was like these are the people that like I need to like I I need them to respect my comedy and the fact that they did they respected me enough to not only let me like build bring my ideas to the table for comedy but also like being sketches in this thing that were like we believe that we want you in this and doing that show was really cool and it was the last one they ever did a lot of them moved away after that like it's when when, when was this what year was this i want to say 2017 wow 2017 all right that i i'm very proud of that but i know there's gonna be a bunch of shit in the future that i'm gonna be way more proud of like like you said like my 30s like my 20s just set up my 30s I'm way more comfortable with myself now. I'm way more comfortable with my ideas mm-hmm. on what I bring to the table, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think this just like age brings wisdom. Age brings like, like I've done this. I've been here before. Like, I'm not worried. <laughs> I've been here before. <laughs> like, I, I, I did an improv show in a Chinese restaurant one time. And as soon as we like, hey, Kane, chill out. As soon as we like... <laughs> You're like, when, when am I going to go on this walk, bro? <laughs> yeah. He's growling out of the dogs. Oh. <laughs> but, like, as soon as we, like, introduce ourselves, like, hi, we're the improv troupe for the night. There's a dude in the back of the Chinese restaurant. He was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he was just there to eat. He didn't want no comedy. Oh, no my nothing. goodness. He just wanted to eat his food. He was pissed off. Like, <laughs> I've been there. Like, that was a terrible show. <laughs> like, we was in a Chinese restaurant. Nobody wanted us to be there, but for some reason, we were doing a comedy show there that night. Like I've been in those terrible shows, so like I'm ready. I feel like I'm ready for anything. I love that. I think that's the best way to end it. All right. 
anything you want to uh, promote or uh, leave my listeners with uh, before uh, we get out of here? Uh, yeah, just follow me on stuff because I'm trying to post more. So follow me on Facebook, Clifton Dwayne Antoine. I need to make a comedy page, but like I'm just, at this point, I'm just like I'm just gonna keep my personal page. Like it's just that is my page. I don't have. I don't think I could grow a fan base from anything else. Like, I don't think I have fans. <laughs> so that is just me. Uh, Follow uh, me, but my, don't be my fan. <laughs> uh, all my other social media is at Cliffy, C-L-I-F-F-Y underscore the kid, T-H-E-K-I-D. Uh, when, when are you dropping that mixtape? Oh, shit, soon. Yeah, you think I'm playing the quarantine? I, I do not it. think you're playing at all. <laughs> Again, when I met you, you you had them. That was your merch. <laughs> <laughs> like this is dope. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, that's happening. Ah, thank you for having me, Day. Appreciate it. Man. Oh, hey, my pleasure, man. And thank you for doing it. Uh, I know I'll talk to you later this week, but and then I'll I'll fucking see you. Uh, but uh, be well, be good. Tell Olivia I said hi, and uh, again, enjoy the last night in the in the house. <laughs> oh, we will. We will. <laughs> All right, bro. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace. <laughs>